ladies and gentlemen, this is Tad Stones of the Disney Afternoon, and I love the great, big, beautiful tomorrow. No, wait, that's not the name of it. Beautiful podcast. Did I get that right? Have you ever been to Disneyland? Affirmative. That was definitely an e-ticket. I can't believe all the new gadgets they've got now. For a while, we didn't even have a house phone. Not to mention laser discs, high-def TV. You are listening to The Great Big Beautiful Podcast. This week on the show... Occasionally, my mom is a, is, a, is a substitute teacher. Someone will, will when she says, I'm Mrs. Warburton, they'll say, oh, like Mr. Warburton from Kids Next Door? And she'll be like, how do you know what that is? <laughs> she thinks you're still like working um, in the closet, like doing like, you know, things nobody yeah, ever well, sees. That's, it's, it's funny you say that because when I first started working on, on Kids Next Door, they, um, my brother came to visit the studio and he, and he told my mom, hey, I saw, you know, you know like I, went, I stopped by Tommy's studio. And, you know, he's got, like, 50 people there. And she said, I thought he was doing that out of his house with a, with a couple friends. Like, Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Justin Connors. This is the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the GBB Podcast, as well as the GBBpodcast.com. Welcome to another week. How are you doing this week, Jamie? I'm doing great. We should actually say welcome to another year. Yes, yes. We were talking about this, and we just didn't, we're so, you know, going with the flow, we don't even realize, hey, guess what? This is our third year. Well, no, it's, <laughs> yeah, we had our third anniversary, but we're now in our fourth year. In our fourth year. Wow. How crazy <laughs> is that? It's insane. <laughs> Um, it's, it's Yeah, it's incredible to think about. I remember um, our first anniversary, we did like a whole special episode and we kind of like, yeah. we, you know, we, we brought out the cake and we, we went overboard and like right. since then we're just like, nah, whatever. <laughs> but we'll do it again on the fifth year maybe. <laughs> okay. One of, those, one of those massive live recordings. <laughs> so we've got two years to prepare for that. But this time we actually like have people because we have guest hosts and whatnot. We could actually bring people in. Yeah. Last we, time it was just like an open Hey, who wants to come? It was like begging people, like, can we? Yeah. And we had no plan. I remember, like, we no. brought everybody on, and we we're just like, um, "All right, what do you want to talk about?" <laughs> exactly. And then we even had, we had like people that were like promoting their own pug. It was crazy. <laughs> it was it was something. But this is our fourth year, and I, I can't wait. We're still going, and we're there's no plans to stop. So. No, we don't have plans <laughs> to stop. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I don't think that when we started. Three years ago, we had any, I mean, we still don't know what we're doing. No. We certainly had no idea what we were doing then. Um, but we uh, we didn't even really know what we wanted to do, you know, aside from like right. the technical issues of like, how do we do a podcast? It was like, okay, well, what are we going to talk about, you know? Right. And well, if you go back and look at our first like five episodes, it was kind of like, you have no idea, right? You're just picking things. Oh, yeah. We were right? all over the place. <laughs> Because we started out, we're like, let's just do a Disney podcast because the world right. doesn't have enough of those. Exactly. And, you know, the for, uh, yeah, our first few episodes are like, let's talk about Run Disney this week. Let's uh-huh. talk about the new movie this week. The we new had, Cinderella movie. Yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. And then all of a sudden you got a contact to interview Jim Zub. Wasn't he our first interview? He was, Jim Zub? yep. Because he was and writing the Figment comic at the time, so we thought that was right. appropriate. That that was where the interviews began. Yeah, we had so. it was it went really well. I I wonder like if that had been like a, just a terrible interview, like if we hadn't right. prepared or if he was 
awful or if it just had not gone well, I wonder if I wonder if we would be here today. I don't know. And and not only be here today, but to have been quoted and created news in the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter. You're still you're still living off that, aren't I'm you? I'm still living that one time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that was fantastic. Like, we, we literally created news from our podcast, which, you know, if that's the only highlight, like the biggest highlight, besides who we get to talk to, like media-wise. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. That is cool. That <laughs> is cool. I mean, the that. highlights for me are the people we get to talk to every week. Yes, of course. We, uh, we've we had some amazing, amazing opportunities that um, certainly would never have happened if we weren't doing this dumb little show. Um, but, uh, if, if nobody listened and if we didn't have, uh, an audience or if we didn't have a website behind us, if we didn't have the two of us, you know, with our faces for radio, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, we couldn't have done it. And so everybody out there listening today, this is not, this is not an anniversary episode, but you know, because it's kind of timed, we just passed, what was it last week? Yeah. Um, we passed our third anniversary. So thank you. Thank you to everybody who has along the way the last three years made this possible. Right. Thank you so much. And if you do listen all the time, this is where I'm going to get you to do something. <laughs> we would love for you to leave an iTunes review for us. It really helps us out. And it lets us know what you're thinking about the podcast. So you don't have to write anything good. You can go on there and leave a one star. And, you know, <laughs> I hate the way that this person talks i don't know whatever whatever you hate about it put it i'd rather it be nice yeah of course <laughs> yeah i'd rather it be five star with a nice comment but you know we we can't improve if we don't know that's true it's <laughs> a very good point if it's not mm-hmm. itunes leave us a review somewhere wherever you listen whether it's google play or stitcher or um um um, where else you listen to podcasts? <laughs> I don't even know. There's like four million places, but wherever you get it from, the the podcast app. Yeah, on that's just iTunes, isn't it? I think I don't know. Shows how much I don't even I don't even use it. Um, anyway, wherever you get the podcast, <laughs> if there is a way to review, please do. Or if you just want to drop us a tweet or a Facebook message and let us know what you love or hate about us, that's cool too. We'll take exactly. it. Exactly. All right. So this is our chance this week. We have another interview, and you have a chance, Jamie, to make news in the Hollywood Reporter. So tell us about your interview and how are we going to make news this week? Every week is a week to make news, right? <laughs> exactly. If the Hollywood Reporter and E Entertainment were just listening to us every week, we would be in the news every Can you week. Imagine? Just, just, let's just be honest. <laughs> uh, we are, you know, we. I mentioned when we first started, and we had no idea what we were doing. We started off as a Disney show, um, and we still do love our Disney, mm-hmm. and so we go back to them as much as we can. And so this week, I talked to Tom Warburton, um, who is the executive producer and showrunner for the new Muppet Babies reboot, which Disney is putting out on Disney Junior. Um, it's this one kind of, I gotta be honest, slipped under the radar for me. Like, I think I heard when they first announced it, I heard, uh, I'm sorry, when they first announced it, I heard um, that they were doing a Muppet Baby show, but then I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen a whole lot of um, promotion for it. So when this one dropped into my inbox, I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're my age or about, you have memories of the original Muppet Babies. Uh, It's one of those classic shows that everybody knows. I mean, come on. It's the Muppet Babies. (laughs) I mean, did you watch it? No, of course. Yeah, I watched the Muppet Babies, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, What's funny, though, is that I haven't watched it in many, many years, let's be honest. 
Um, but I, I went back and I watched some clips from the original before I watched the first two episodes of the new one. And Muppet Babies is way different from like your Disney afternoon shows like DuckTales, right. Tailspin. Those shows were really aimed at like elementary school kids. Mm-hmm. Muppet Babies is very much a preschool show. And the new Muppet Babies is very much a preschool show. So it's right. it's it's very much targeted at the same age bracket as like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or Mickey the 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 Racers show. Um, so it's that you know Sophia the first that kind of audience the the really little kids. So it's about friendship and sharing and and overcoming your fears of the dark and things like that. So don't go into this thinking that it's going to be like Ducktales or Gravity Falls or something like that. <laughs> um, you know, temper your expectations. It is a it is a preschool show, but it is adorable, and it's not traditional hand drawn animation. It's it's um, CG, but it they've done it in a way that it's kind of eerie. Like you watch the show and you're like, it, it, is that animated or is that actually a Muppet? Like, is that actually a puppet? Like it's the details on the characters is so good that you look at Fozzie and you can like mm-hmm. see individual hairs on Fozzie. It's, oh, it's wow. really crazy. And in talking to Tom, that was something that they definitely wanted to do. You know, right? he, he had said like a lot of people over the years have pitched uh, a rebooted Muppet Babies. And so many, it was either so completely different from the original that it, it bore no resemblance or it was just you were adhering to the original too closely. Um, and when he came in, you know, what appealed to him was that they were going to go for this CG 3D uh, animated, animated style, but do it in a way that it, it's almost like you're it's like realistic for puppets. Like you're looking at a puppet come to life. Right. Um, and it's really good. It's really cute. I saw, I've seen the first two episodes. It premieres this week. Um, do check it out. If you've got little ones, definitely check it out. You're going to love it because it's the Muppets. Uh, there's a brand new character. Um, she, she it, it's, um, she's a penguin. She's cute. She's amazing. You know, it's, it's only a matter of time before she becomes a real puppet and she becomes, yeah, she becomes yeah. part of the gang. Uh, but it's, it's super cute. So do give it, give it a try. Um, but our, my, I talked with Tom about a whole bunch of things. He's got a long history in animation. He worked on right. uh, Codename Kids Next Door, The Seven D, uh, Fish Hooks, You're Doug. Did you saw? You must. Like, he, that must have been the entire conversation. Well, Doug. I, okay. <laughs> I didn't bring up. <laughs> How was your time as the assistant layout? He I mean, he, he was like an in betweener or a layout artist. Like yeah. he was like that was like his very yeah. first job. So yeah, I'm just joking. Yeah, but I saw that and I was like, what? He worked on Doug. <laughs> yeah. Doug, fond memories of Doug. See, also, he has a connection to Mo Willems, a former guest. Of not ours. just a connection; he's very good friends with him, and we talk yes. about that. Like he goes over and they have dinner together, and like uh, so, we do talk about that because I brought up Mo in the conversation because I knew that they were close. They've right. done books together. Right. Wow. All right. So this sounds like it's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> I love that you don't listen to anything before we actually air it. No, of course not. I don't. I. I don't want the. I don't want to be surprised until we. You're just. You're just. You're just one of the, the listeners, just like all of them. Exactly. Yeah. I get. I get the surprise. I get. I feel. I look at it like I'm a VIP, and I get the episode the day before it drops. <laughs> there you go. You're. You're like the <laughs> ultimate Patreon uh, uh, subscriber. Yes. If we had a Patreon. <laughs> A Patreon subscriber that has to edit. Yeah, yeah. We put you to work. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We're going to go play that one for you right now. Hope you enjoy. Um, All right. So let's let's just get to it here. I I wanted to know, um, were you a doodler when you were a kid? Were you one of those kids who was just always scribbling? 
Oh, that's all. Yeah, that's all I did. Yeah. I always, I would see something on TV and I draw it. I go to see a movie. I come home and start drawing pictures of it. Um, I came from. My dad is a chemical engineer, and my mom is a language teacher. Although she is relatively, she is pretty creative. Yeah. Um, but they were they were very they were very um, supportive of me drawing all the time. But they said, as I was growing up, they said, you know, they didn't make up the term starving artist. You've got, you've got to, like, find a way to, to, to feed yourself if you want to be an artist. Um, that said, you know, if they were always like, you want to go to art school? You go to art school. You want to be an artist? I'm still not quite sure they know what I do. <laughs> like, I, I, think, I think they think I'm a magician or something, but uh, they don't have cable TV or anything. But uh Occasionally, my mom is a, is, a, is a substitute teacher. Someone will, will when she says, I'm Mrs. Warburton, they'll say, oh, like Mr. Warburton from Kids Next Door? And she'll be like, how do you know what that is? <laughs> she thinks you're still like working um, in the closet, like doing like, you know, things nobody yeah, ever well, sees. That's, it's, it's funny you say that because when I first started working on, on Kids Next Door, they, um, my brother came to visit the studio and he, and he told my mom, hey, I saw, you know, you know like I, went, I stopped by Tommy's studio. And, you know, he's got like 50 people there. And she said, I thought he was doing that out of his house with a, with a couple of friends. Like, so. Well, it's it's only fair because it's all going to be a big circle. When your kids are growing up and have, have jobs, you're not going to know what they do. And it's going to be like magic to you. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, they, my kids definitely know what I do. They, they see it every day. Uh, that's awesome. Um, we talked or I talked to um, Matt and Francisco before DuckTales premiered, and they had talked about the anxiety that they were feeling about going back to such a beloved property. Um, because especially now with social media, people are invariably going to tear it apart. Even as much love as it would get, there are still going to be people who are tearing it apart. Did you have any similar feelings about going back to Muppet Babies? I don't know about anxiety. I think it was just more excitement. Yeah. Um, we were coming at we were coming at this show from from so much love for the Muppets that we were just we were just pumped that we were here doing it. And yeah, there's always going to be people complaining you know, online about that this isn't right, this isn't right. But in general, all the stuff I'm, I'm seeing is that our people are excited because, because we're being as true to the Muppets as we can. Yeah. Um, you know, these characters are iconic and we didn't want to mess with them too much. We just wanted to, we wanted to make a show that made you know, both kids and parents laugh. That like I've been using the, the the analogy of like a lot of a lot of preschool shows, parents want to you know sometimes like look you watch this while I run and put the dishes away and mm-hmm. my goal for this is that the parents like I'll put the dishes away later I want to watch this with you yeah so that was our goal and I think we're I think you know I think we're there like I think it's a really cute show I think it's funny. I think it's good for both kids and adults. Yeah. You've got an unfair advantage there, though, because it's the Muppets. It's, it's First of all, people love the Muppets. And second of all, it's the Muppet Babies. Like pe- People now our age who have kids have this nostalgia for it. It is. It, it, I mean, it is a little nerve-wracking, though, because these characters, have like for our preschool audience, most of them don't know who the Muppets are. Yeah. They, you know, there hasn't been Isn't a Muppet that sad? That kills me. In a long <laughs> It's crazy, right? Like, maybe they know who Kermit is because they saw him on a, on a Sesame Street DVD or something, but they don't know who Gonzo is. They yeah. don't know who Animal is. And no one knows, no one knows who our new Muppet Summer is. Yeah. But, like, it's a great problem to have bringing these characters to, to a new audience because they're, they're just magnetic. You see their wide open mouth with their big ping pong ball eyes, and you just get drawn in. Yeah. 
You mentioned Summer, so let's talk about her. Where did where did that idea come from for her? Well, at its heart, the Muppet Babies is about friendship and imagination. And we wanted to bring a new character into the playroom for the characters to kind of react to. Like, we know that Kermit and Piggy kind of know each other, even though they're younger now. They know each other, and Fozzie and Kermit are best friends. But, like, what if we bring a new girl in for Piggy to, to react, react to? And Piggy, of course, is very accepting of a new girl coming to the playroom as long as this new girl knows who's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> she is Piggy. Um, but like Piggy, like Piggy's the first, we have an episode where Piggy is, is playing superhero and Summer wants, she, she says, that sounds like fun. I want to be a superhero too. And Piggy's like, well, wait, 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 wait. I'm the superhero here. And as the episode goes on, Piggy starts to realize it's more fun to let your friends in on the fun. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's classic Piggy. Like the first thing she's going to say is I'm the only superhero here. Yeah. But then she learns her, she learns her lesson. <laughs> why, why go with a new character though, rather than, you know, using one of the, I mean, we had Skeeter, you know, Scooter and Skeeter were in the original Muppet babies. Why, why make the decision to, um, I guess, create a new character for the gang? Well, again, again, a new character gives us new story opportunities yeah. to bring, you know, to bring, you know, new interactions with these characters. And you know, there's no secret there aren't a lot of female characters in the Muppet canon. True. So th- to have that honor of getting to make a new Muppet, I mean, that, how how exciting is that is that to have that dropped in your lap? Yeah. <laughs> like, and to to work directly with the Muppet Studio to 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 come up with a, a, a character. I mean, that's how exciting is that? Yeah, that's super cool. And, and you, you know, eventually, it's she's going to become an actual Muppet, like a physical puppet. Oh, I've been I've been angling that for ages. Like <laughs> when you know to do to actually make these these characters into real Muppets, so that we can do on air promos with them, or do little events outside. You know, like yeah, at home or something with real Muppets. Like when I see a new when I see these characters as real Muppets, I think I'll just keel over and yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so exciting. Well, it's so easy to see because the the animation style that you guys have, it's CG, but it's it's realistic in that they look like I mean, you can see the fuzz on Fozzie, you know what I mean? Like it's they're they're very they look like puppets. You didn't you didn't go with the blend, you know, whatever the technical term is. Well, like that the, was the, that was the trick. Yeah. Like all like a lot of people have come to Disney and said like, "Hey, let's reboot Muppet Baby." But they were pitching it as you know a, a verbatim mm-hmm. reboot, you know, 2D. And there was a group within Disney that went to the Muppet Studio and said, like, what if what if we reboot Muppet Babies but make them really look like Muppets? Mm-hmm. And they did a test where the first shot was Kermit walking out, a close up of Kermit, and you can't tell whether like everyone's first reaction is, is that a puppet or is that CG? <laughs> so, like, and that that when that when they showed me that test. I was like, okay, you know, I'm in, I'm ready. You know, I will, I'm, I can't wait to, to use this. Cause you get all the, you get all the benefits of, you know, remember the first time you saw Kermit pedaling a, bike, a bicycle? Yeah, exactly. In, in the, 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 like that blew everyone away. Uh, we can do that all the time now. So we play the show as a puppet show, but then we can still do all this full body stuff, which it just, it, for story wise, it's, it's a joy. Yeah. Um, you've managed to put together a pretty impressive cast, but I, I guess I have to point out that none of the actors is the current voice of that respective Muppet, um, like physical live action, I guess, Muppet. What led to that decision and mm-hmm. bringing, bringing on a whole new roster? 
Well, these are the characters are younger, so yeah. we needed to get kind of a younger a younger take on them, and yeah, you know, we tried tons and tons and tons of people, and really, what it came down to, it was like you, know, you can't really stunt cast the Muppets. You can't say, <laughs> well, we're going to get George Clooney for Kermit. But, but <laughs> you need to get you need to get someone who really gets that character, and for for you know Eric Bowser just nailed Fozzie. Matt Danner, who you know it was our he's our supervising director. He wanted to throw his hat in the ring to be Kermit, yeah. and knowing full well he was going up against everyone in the voice industry, and he knocked it out of the park. No one came close to, to getting that uh, the feeling of a young young Kermit. And there were some there were some people we brought in who were awesome, like who just their acting was phenomenal, but they just sounded too old. Mm. Like they couldn't get down to that young young sound. Um, with Piggy, like. Someone, a lot of people could get to the sweet thing, but they couldn't do that like bipolar switch to like yeah, exactly. the growly, like come here, frog. <laughs> hey, um, that was pretty so good. It, was, it just came. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good as Mel does. <laughs> um, I do. I do a lot of the scratch voices when we do animatics, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, we like whenever we go to you know, record the real voices on top, everyone just looks at me and like shakes their head, like no, 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 no step <laughs> out of the booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're not you're not good at this. <laughs> Fortunately, we've got this awesome cast who can do, who can do it for real. Yeah, um, I want to talk quickly about the uh, the theme song. Uh, Muppet Babies has one of those songs that sticks in your head like decades after you hear it. So it's like DuckTales, Rescue Rangers, yeah. and Muppet Babies, I think. I'm still singing in my head 30 years later. <laughs> um, and you guys got Renee Elise Goldberry to, to do the theme. So how did she come on yeah. board? Well, like, first of all, like, you don't want to mess with the original song. Yeah. You do. You want, you know, we need to, you can't, you, we couldn't use the exact one because the characters were, were different. We needed to introduce Summer. And so we needed to change the lyrics a bit, um, but we didn't. And we we wanted to update the song just a little bit, just because it is a different show than the original Muppet Babies. But you don't want to get too far. You don't want to like. And we had all these different um, musicians do do their takes on it, and a lot of them were just whoa, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them were too verbatim. We're like, well, we could we would just use the original. Like you yeah. didn't change anything. But then. Um, the one that we picked uh, was just like, we just knew this was it. Then we started searching for singers and like trying different, different people. And Renee was just the one where when she did it, we're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. That one. <laughs> like, she, she's, her voice is just phenomenal. She got in the booth and was having fun. Like that was, that was my thing. I was like, I want someone who's going to get in there and be jumping up and down and, and having fun with this song. And that's she, awesome. she did just that. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I know, I know you're a dad, you've got two kids. How much of your own family dynamic makes its way into the show? Um, as, <laughs> I mean, as much as possible. Yeah. I write like my, my two boys are forces of nature. We could power the Eastern seaboard <laughs> with their energy. Um, and like I, I have, I keep sketch. I've, all my life I've kept, kept sketchbooks and I'm always writing down things they do, things they say, because you never know like it's you know kids are hysterical like yeah. the stuff they the stuff they do you could a lot of times you can't make up i have to ask if we're gonna get any illustrated lunch bags as cameos <laughs> i did a summer i did a summer one when uh when we first introduced her i think i did a Kermit one a while ago but yeah there'll definitely be some lunch bags um you know, the lunch bag thing is is a it's 
a it's fun to do for the kids because they love to they love every day to see what the bag is even if very often they don't understand the pop culture reference right i'm trying to teach them um but for me also it is it's flexing a creative muscle and like okay i need to think of a, a new creative idea every day and i feel like anything like like working out or you know maintenance on your car like the more you keep creative creatively doing things the better that is for your work and for your brain and so i'm always you know every day yeah. what's today's lunch bag gonna be some, some days i have no idea and on the car ride home from work i'm like what am i gonna do <laughs> how um, long have you been doing that? i know like a couple of years now i think over three years wow every and, day um every day yeah i mean i'm not i'm not like so crazy that like we go, yeah. You know, we go out. We're out to dinner late. We're out with friends or something. I come back at two o'clock in the morning and do them. But <laughs> yeah, I'll skip a day here and there. But you know, the kids go to camp too in the summer, so I got to do lunch bags then. But it's a fun. It really like I enjoy it. And and sometimes my my wife is like, you know, you don't have to do this. And I always say like, well, if I didn't have to, you know, I wouldn't do it. I yeah. just enjoy it. Yeah. It's a fun. It's a fun thing for me. That's incredible. Um, we had Mo Willems on the show, and I know the two of you guys have you've, you've worked together. He's he's great. Um, he has said that he tends to write about things that he still doesn't understand or is trying to figure out as an adult. Um, and those issues tend to be universal issues that everyone can relate to, which makes them good for kids and good for the parents reading them. Um, so from everything that you've worked on, whether it's Kids Next Door or the 7D or Muppet Babies or anything in between. Do you find that you're drawn to the same issues in this in your storytelling? Is there something that just keeps popping up again and again? Well, I think I think just it's it's being a kid. Like a lot of things to a kid are making you know like like these mountains out of molehills. Like you know, Kids Next Door was all about taking kid problems and personifying them to like this giant level. And the Muppets are kind of like are like that too. Like they hear they you know because it's all about imagination they say if nanny tells them like paris is their favorite place in the world they can they can say hey let's go to paris right now and they imagine an airplane and they're flying there and that's what kids for me the best part about being a kid is is having that imagination and that ability to do anything a cardboard box is a spaceship it's the best toy toy ever as people grow as people as people grow up they forget that like I, I like I find it very frustrating that art and creativity in schools in in middle school and high school keeps getting pushed farther and farther away when there are all especially out here in L.A. There are all these job opportunities in the creative field and there's less and less art and creativity being taught. Yeah. And, you know, that's something Mo and I talk about all the time, creativity and, and you know, Mo does um Every night after dinner, they put out some brown paper and they doodle on their on their table and just sit there and talk and, and draw. Um, and when other people come over, some people get like nervous, like, oh, but I'm not good at drawing. And the whole point is, it's not about being good about drawing. It's just actually sitting there and doodling and drawing. No one's judging. We're yeah. like, we're just happy people like other people are drawing yeah. like for fun. And it's a great it's a great like bonding mechanism too and it's a great way to like it's just something to do as you're discussing whatever topic it is and it's, it's that that's that common thread keeping everybody at the table and in the same conversation yeah and it's not it's not on a screen it's not on a you know it's not a, it's not um like a, a, a 
a board game with rules. It's just sitting there and like talking and doodling. And there's nothing, there's nothing I like better than that. Like going over to Mo's house and after dinner and just sitting there and doodling with everyone. It's yeah, great. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. Just in the first couple episodes that I've seen, there were a number of callbacks and Easter eggs, I guess, for uh, fans of the original the Muppet Babies. There's the Indiana Jones sequence there. Um, are, are, are there going to be more of those that pe- we, you know people can look forward to in the first season? Or are you really trying to, to limit them and, and, and forge your own path with a new show? Well, we're, we're kind of doing it all. Like it's movie clips are, are a bit different now than back then. There were there were kind of handshake deals. Like, sure, you want to use Star Wars? Go ahead. Yeah. Now there's a lot more legal hurdles. There's a lot more money involved. We're also the show is for a preschool audience where suddenly cutting to a clip of something is a little more confusing for for that age group. So we're putting the movie clips in, but we're finding more interesting ways to do them. Sometimes it's not even a movie clip. It's just some kind of reference um, to a movie or to a TV show or to some cult pop culture thing that a kid like a, a kid wouldn't even wouldn't even notice. It's just part of the story, but a parent watching it mm-hmm. will uh, right away be like, "I know where that's from." <laughs> so, for us, it's really like it, we're we're finding we just didn't want to just use movie clips either. We wanted to do make it a multimedia show. So, if the char- if the characters are t- making collages that when they do imagine an airplane, that airplane is, is in a collage world. Or sometimes there's, you know, like live action footage of the beach that they're on and integrating these CG characters into those backgrounds, like just makes the show more interesting. So, yeah, we're, again, we're artists, we're creative people, and we're always trying to push it in, in the, what, how else could we do this creatively? Just don't want to make the same episode every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last question, and then I'll let you go. Um, we are sort of, I don't know if you want to use the word renaissance, but Disney, at least, has been on a bit of a tear lately, reviving a lot of the old franchises that people my age, at least, have uh, fond memories of. Is there anything for you as a fan, not as an employee of Disney or as a, an animator, just as a fan, is there something that you would love to see come back in some fashion? It's hard to say, it's hard to say because like if someone had told me you know Muppet Babies was was coming back I would you know kind of give it the stink eye and be like mm, mm-hmm. it has to be done right like tons of people have pitched Muppet Babies to come back but there the the ideas were just it was too too much of the same or it was too wildly different like I'm I'm up for anything coming back as long as it's done from a from a perspective of love for that show and keeping the core concepts but making but doing something different and interesting and for us it was what if you make the Muppet Babies look like real Muppets and that for me when Disney came to me about you know heading up the show when I saw the, t- the test they had done I was like oh I'm in like that's yes because um, yeah. I was a little skeptical. I'm like, well, how are you going to deal with Muppet Babies to make it interesting? And you know, part of that was up to me. <laughs> like them saying, <laughs> how are you going to do it? Um, so I can't think of any like one project, like dream project that I, I want to do. But um, it would have to be like, I would have to like know how it was going to be done. Or if they came to me and said like, hey, we want to re- bring back this. I'd have to really sit there and think about like, like, how do we do this so it's not the same old thing? Yeah. Tom, thank you so much for your time. I know you got to run. you got more of these to do, so I really appreciate your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for, uh, for hanging out and talking. 
Fantastic interview, Jamie. Muppet Babies. I'm going to set my PVR. I know You're, it's a preschool show. Wait, wait, wait. Watch every Did you just call it a PVR? That's what, that's, maybe that's my Canadian. What, do, what, what does what P stand for? Personal video recorder. <gasps> I've never heard that. Is that a Canadian thing? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. We say DVR. That's what we call it. Some people say DVR, but I think companies even advertise it as PVR. You just got to be different, right? I mean, I know, even if it's everything. just like, we're going to, we're going to claim the PVR. That's our thing. Yes. We have to throw those U's in <laughs> wherever. Fascinating. <laughs> One more Canadian difference. I had no idea existed. Okay. Continue with your PVR. You're going to set it up. I'm going to set it up. We're going to watch Muppet Babies. I'm going to be able to make the kids, even though they're 10 and seven, I'm going to yeah. be like, watch Muppet Babies. You totally should. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it seems fun. It does. It seems great. And, um, I, I'm just looking over Tom Tom Warburton's career, like, and it's really cool to see how it progressed from the beginnings. You know, he was involved with Doug and Pepper Ann, and then you know you move up. You just it, show, it just goes to show, like you just move up, and then you meet Mo Willems, and now this yeah. working for Disney, running a show, like crazy. One of the thing, <laughs> one of the things that I wish we had more time to talk about is he's. Um, he's one of those guys who goes a little bit crazy with his kids' lunch bags. And he, okay. he illustrates their lunch bags every single day. And right. now he's an, he's a Disney artist, so you can only imagine right. what these look like. He has an Instagram that is just images of the lunch bags every day. So he's got two boys. And what he does is he has like the paper sacks, the paper lunch bags. Yep. And for many of them, he puts them side by side and he does one picture over okay. the two of them. Sometimes he'll do individual ones, um, but it's phenomenal. The the art Man. that these kids bring to the lunchroom to just throw away. You know, I mean, like it's <sighs> it's crazy um, the amount of work that I would I see in these lunch bags. I mean, me having absolutely no artistic mm-hmm. talent in my body at all. Um, it's, I wish we had had more time to talk about that because wow. this is something that he's been doing for years and he does it almost every single day and and he doesn't wow. repeat. It's not like, oh, today you get a stick figure climbing a mountain. You know, it's like right. he does like, just go check it out. So, I mean, go find his Instagram. I should be more prepared um, to give it to you. I'm going to type it up. You're going to hear me clickety clacking in the background <laughs> um, because I want to make sure that you guys actually go find this. We're on the case. Do, 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 we, do, do, we're, do. we're on the. I'm terrible at this. So go to go to Instagram, and he ha, he's uh, lunch underscore at underscore Warburton Labs, and Warburton is W A R B U R T O N. So lunch at Warburton Labs with those underscores, and you'll you'll see. Um, just you're gonna just keep scrolling because it's unbelievable what he wow. can do with with a couple of brown paper lunch bags. Man, I wish I was talented. Yeah, right. Look, I know a guy. I, uh, he's he's the lunchbox dad. That's what his moniker is. Yeah, and he's he's pretty well known in the blogging world. And I was talking to him at Dad 2.0 a conference that I went to, and he creates. He doesn't do them on the lunch actual like the bags, but he makes art out of the actual food. And it's insane. Like you got it. That's another one. <laughs> I know. It's like like, like those topic, Japanese but... bento boxes yeah, where they exactly. make like faces out of rice and yeah. stuff. That's so much work. Like Mike, I feel sometimes bad. Like my kids, I'm like, here's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and like some carrots. Like have fun. <laughs> We're not even allowed to send peanut butter. So I can't even do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, at all? No, we're, we're, we're banned peanut butter. Allergy friendly. That's nuts. So I think, I think my, uh, 
my kids' new school, like they have peanut butter, peanut free tables where mm-hmm. kids can sit if they have allergies, but like it's not been banned school wide. No, not us. We can't have anything with nuts completely. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's another day for another. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming by every single week. And if you're not coming back every week, you definitely should hit that subscribe button wherever you get a podcast. As we said, we don't really know how, what we're doing. So we don't know what that means wherever you get podcasts. <laughs> I don't know what it means. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the GBB Podcast. I'm Justin at 140 Justin C. I'm Jamie at The Roarbots. <laughs> and we'll see you next time right here on the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. In case you forgot the name. Take care. <laughs> this podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad.